seconds and I'm going to start reading, okay? So, I know I have a hat on. Not very presentable. Oh, thank you, Kurt. Hey, Kurt, how's it going? Yeah, so, uh, send this live to as many people as possible. Okay, so, with that, I say we I say we begin now. It's a minute early, but people are welcome to join. So, this is the second half of, sorry, the first half of chapter two of the shame reaction. Kurt, I know you heard this, but there's one other people, there are other people who haven't, so bear with me. So, let the reading begin. <clears throat> Very early the next morning, Perry woke up earlier than normal, as he usually slept until 7.30, and got out of bed. As he proceeded to the kitchen, he muttered to himself under his breath, Perhaps I'll get to enjoy my breakfast in peace and quiet, and maybe even be out of here before Miss Guilt Trip herself shows up. For once, he was right. That morning, he was out the door by 9 o'clock. A short time later, he was at the nearest bus stop, but no sooner had he got there than the bus arrived. It was a case of perfect timing that day, so far, as he got on the bus, which then took off. Just at that moment, meanwhile, Dorothy arrived at his door and began banging on it, shouting, I know you're in there, Perry. Open up. Now. Suddenly, however, the door beside Perry's was swung open. Once again, it was Marabella. And like the last time, she raised a rolling pin at Dorothy and shouted, You again? What are you doing here? Get out of here! With that, Dorothy quickly retreated while Marabella closed her door. Inside the apartment, after Marabella closed the door, she proceeded toward the kitchen. Abello also arrived, albeit half awake. He asked, What was that? What was all that noise about? Oh, hi, Tom. Hi, Anna. Oh, that? It's that lazy woman again, Marabella replied, sighing. She came to bother our neighbor again. She sighed again, and then she continued. Why can't these people just leave the guy alone, huh? In response, Abello shrugged his shoulders and asked, Maybe they don't want to. Who knows? With that, Marabella proceeded to make coffee. Meanwhile, Dorothy arrived at her apartment and immediately slammed the door. She was breathing heavily when Daniel, half awake, entered the living room. Upon seeing her, he asked, Mom, is everything okay? Dorothy, in a low but serious tone, replied, Daniel, one way or another, we are going to make him suffer for not giving you that money. Just know that now, okay? Just then, there was a knock on the door. Dorothy opened it to see Thomas standing before her. Oh, hi, Tom, she said upon seeing him. In response, Thomas calmly asked her, Is everything okay? After a deep breath and a short moan, Hey, hey 
Gregory. Good to see you. After a deep breath and a short moan, Dorothy replied, Well, I'm trying to make someone else who lives on his this floor share some money, share some of his money with my son. Oh, great. Thanks, Kurt. What do you mean? Thomas asked, puzzled. In reply, Dorothy explained, Well, there's this guy who came into some money and my son went to ask him for some. But the guy not only refused, but then his friend insulted him and slapped him in his face in plain view of everyone present at that moment. She paused and then she continued, I've tried talking to him about it, but he refuses to give him any, and he even refuses to listen. She paused again, this time to change her train of thought, and then she asked him, By the way, welcome to the neighborhood. Did you want some coffee? I'm sorry for rambling on like that. Sure, Thomas replied. I would like that. Okay, Dorothy responded before entering the kitchen and proceeding to make coffee. While doing so, however, she added, By the way, the young gentleman you see in the living room? That's my son, Daniel. With that, Thomas turned to Daniel and said to him, Nice to meet you, Daniel. Same here, sir, Daniel said to Thomas in response. Later that day, Perry arrived at his condo and entered it. Just as he was about to close the door, however, he was spotted from afar by Thomas, who immediately ran toward him and called out, Hey, wait a minute. Perry paused what he was doing and turned around to see Thomas reach him. He then asked him, Can I help you? I wish mommy the best for me and your sisters. Love y'all. Thanks. Are you Perry? Thomas asked. After Perry himself nodded in the affirmative in response, Thomas, catching his breath, then continued, I'm Tom. I just moved into the building. Do you have a moment? Well, welcome to the neighborhood, Perry said in return. But like I said, is there anything I can help you with? Well, perhaps. You, well, perhaps you know a lady named Dorothy with a son named Daniel? They seem pretty upset with you, you know, about how you won't give them any money and all, and that your friend slapped him in his face in public. They have asked me to talk to you about that. At that, Perry took a deep breath, and then he responded, Oh, so that's what this is about? He paused, and then continued, Well, tell them that I will not change my mind about the matter. I am not giving either of them a dime, and they better stop asking me for it. And also tell them I'm not sorry for my friend slapping him in the face for it. Besides, if he hadn't made a fool of himself by running up to me and asking for it in front of everybody right when I received it, that wouldn't have happened for, to him. He once again paused, and then he continued, Is there anything else I can help you with? Well, on that note, no, Thomas replied. Good, Perry retorted in response. Let's keep it that way. Now please, leave. Just then, the door next to Perry's was swung open. It was Abello, who immediately began gazing at Thomas repeatedly from head to toe and asked him, What in the world do you want? In, in response, Thomas, with a smile and extending his hand, said, I'm Tom. Abello, however, loudly replied, I don't want to know your name. I overheard what you said. Get out of here before my wife comes out here with her rolling pin at you.
With that, Thomas immediately retreated. Once Thomas was out of sight and out of earshot, Perry took a deep breath, sighed, and then he said to Abello, Thanks, Bello. No problem, Abello said, this time more calmly. I knew he was trouble when I heard him ask who you were. Well, thanks again, Perry said, before he and Abello entered their respective abodes and closed and locked their respective front doors. Perry, once inside his condo, approached and sat himself on his couch. He then pulled out his mobile phone and dialed a phone number. Once the person on the phone answered, he said, Hi Max, it's me, Perry. Listen, I have a small favor to ask you. Let me explain. You see... Meanwhile, minutes later, Dorothy was watching the news while Daniel was on his mobile phone playing a game when they heard a knock on the front door. Dorothy got up to answer it and saw Thomas standing before her, trying to catch his breath. Dorothy, noticing this, asked him, You look like you're out of breath. Are you okay? What happened? Well, Thomas began to explain when I, w I went to visit Perry, but he's got one feisty next-door neighbor who yelled at me. At that, Dorothy simply moaned, and then she responded, What else is new? They're just sticking up for him, that's all. She paused, and then she continued, You know what? Come in. Thomas entered, and Dorothy closed the door. Thomas then sat on the couch beside Daniel and said to him, Hi, uh, it's Daniel, isn't it? Daniel, focused on his game, simply nodded in the affirmative. Thomas then turned to Dorothy and asked, Does that guy's neighbor always come out and yell at people when they come to visit him? No, Dorothy explained in reply. He just yells at us and the elder couple you met the other day. Just then, there was a no another knock on the door. Getting up, Dorothy called out, I'm coming! She approached the front door and opened it and saw Donald and Agnes standing before her. Dorothy then said, Hi, folks. She then allowed them to enter. Once they were inside, they sat down in the living room while Dorothy closed the door. Right afterwards, Dorothy asked, Donald asked Dorothy, So were you able to talk to Perry this morning? Nope, Dorothy answered. He wasn't even home, and to make matters worse, his neighbors stormed out of their place just to scare me away. At that, Donald and Agnes sighed. Agnes then muttered, what else is new? Dorothy, pointing to Thomas, then added, and even Tom here had a run-in with them. Trust me, I've never been scared away from someone so quickly in all my life, Thomas commented. I'll just send a wave to you guys and a wave. Okay. Alright. Uh, okay. Just then there was another knock on the door. There is yet another knock on the door, pardon me. Dorothy got up to answer it, and to her chagrin, it was Maxwell standing before her this time as always with a big grin on his face. Dorothy moaned and then she asked him, so what do you want now Maxwell? Nothing really, Maxwell began to reply. I just thought you should know that a few moments ago 
I got a call from your prime target slash public enemy number one, Perry, who complained that you have resorted to a new tactic, namely sending your new neighbor to his place. I think he said his name was Tom or something. Okay, Dorothy smirked. So, what now? Besides, I can't get through to that man. Well, duh, Math Maxwell scoffed. Maybe that was the whole point. After a brief pause, during which he opened his briefcase and pulled a folded piece of paper out of it, he then continued, anyway, he asked me to drop by and hand you this. He then handed the folded piece of paper to Dorothy, who then took it from him and then asked, what's this? Well, open it and read it for yourself. Maxwell replied. At that, Dorothy opened the letter and examined its contents. She looked up at Maxwell and gasped, I can't believe the nerve of that man. Well, believe it, Maxwell said as he then proceeded away from the door. After he was out of sight, Dorothy slammed the door and proceeded back to the dining room table. Just before she sat down, Agnes asked her, What's wrong, dear? After sitting down, Dorothy looked straight face at everyone and replied in a very low tone of voice, This is war. Let me see, Thomas said as he got up to approach Dorothy. In turn, she handed him the letter. He then took it from her and read it for himself. After he was finished, he began to gaze at it in shock, shook his head in disbelief, and said, Wait, he had a lawyer? In response, Dorothy, staring straight in front of her, but at no one in particular, said, Like I said, I just can't believe the nerve of that man. The next morning, meanwhile, Perry decided to sleep in. He finally got up at about 9 o'clock that morning. By then, it was already bright and sunny outside, and a sliver of that sunlight shone through the narrow gap between his curtains. He got out of bed, left his bedroom, and went to the kitchen. When he got there, he heard a knock on the door. Although initially groaned, he reluctantly looked, went to look through the peephole. To his surprise and delight, however, he saw a bellow standing there. He eagerly opened the front door, and sure enough, there a bellow stood, holding a decent-sized pan of lasagna. A bellow, in turn, handed the lasagna to him and said, Good morning. Here you go, for you. Thanks, Bello, Perry said with pleasure and gratitude as he took the pan from Obello, who then looked at the parcel between him and Perry and asked, By the way, what is in this box here? Perry looked down to glance at the box, then looked back up at Obello and replied, Oh, that must be my giant flat screen flat panel TV that finally came in. Obello handed the lasagna to Obello. Sorry, Perry handed the lasagna to Abello and said, Could you hold this for me, please? Abello held the pan of lasagna for him while he dragged the box into his condo. He then took the pan back from Abello and said, Thanks. You're very, very welcome, Abello responded. Oh, and by the way, congratulations on getting your new client for your business. We need to celebrate sometime. Oh, I'd love that, Perry remarked. Thank you. Unbeknownst to either of them, however, Daniel was standing around a corner out of their sight, eavesdropping, and gazing at them with resentment the whole time. 
the very moment both doors closed, he proceeded to storm back to his home apartment. Upon arriving at the apartment, he entered it and slammed the door shut. That alarmed Dorothy, who jumped up while she was having a coffee. Daniel quickly sat across, down across the dining room table from Dorothy and growled, Mom, Perry just bought himself a new TV set. At that, Dorothy gazed at him straight-faced and, in a very deep and low tone, said, But he couldn't even throw a few dollars your way? Oh, and guess what else, Daniel further explained. The guy has a new client or something like that. I don't know for what, but I guess he runs his own business or something. I don't know. I don't know. At that, Dorothy began breathing heavily and growled, So he doesn't even have a job? When did that happen? In response, however, Dan Daniel simply shrugged his shoulders and said, How should I know? I just found out about it this morning. I mean, I went over there and had to hide out of sight because his neighbor was there or something like that. That's how I found out. With that, Dorothy rose from her seat and declared, I'm going over there. She leaned forward and said to Daniel, I'll be back in a moment. She then stormed out of the apartment and made her way through the hallway to Perry's condo door. Upon arriving there, she proceeded to yell again, yet again, bang loudly on the door, demanding at the height of her voice, Open up, Perry! Meanwhile, Perry, sitting at the table eating his breakfast, gazed at the door and mumbled under his breath, You know what? I completely had it with this woman. He then continued eating his breakfast, not moving so much as an inch from his table. In the meantime, Dorothy continued banging on the door, demanding, I said, open up, you idiot. After more banging, she continued, Look, mister, I know you're in there. It's the stinking weekend, so you can't possibly be at your office today. Open the flipping door now. Right at that moment, Marabella burst out of the apartment door next door, frowning at Dorothy from head to toe. She then yanked Dorothy towards her and with one hand slapped her hard across her face. She then screamed, What's the matter with you, huh? Get out of here and leave him alone before I sip my rolling pin on you. At that, Dorothy simply retreated. Meanwhile, back inside his condo, Perry, having just finished his breakfast, made a call on his cell phone. And when the person on the other end answered, he said, Hi, Max. It's Perry. Listen, do you have a moment or two later today? I need you to come by and we need to talk. After a brief pause, he smiled and then he continued, Oh, great. I'll see you a little later on. He then hung up the phone. Well, let's see. Uh, wow. We have one person here and who might that be? Oh, Kurt, you're still here. Great. And, uh, you know, yay. Yay. <laughs> Everybody waved. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, Kurt, I know you heard this last night because you were at the, uh, live excerpt reading on uh, Google Meet last night and we talked earlier and so uh, you know 
yeah so uh, hopefully everybody else stayed um, hopefully uh, if you heard this and you probably haven't uh, don't have any new questions for me but uh, yeah <clears throat> yeah it's nice out I mean it's a little chilly it's getting a little cool but I'm outdoors because I uh, don't want to disturb anybody that's at home so yeah anyway um, let's uh Yeah. So, uh, anyways, uh, yeah, for those who left the live, I'm sorry, but I was in the middle of reading. So, uh, yeah. Uh, well, there's really nothing else to say. Uh, I don't have any events scheduled for this coming week, but, uh, I'm looking at when and where I can have more readings. I'm looking at possible in-person readings and uh, I'll update my link tree. So um, anyway, what time is it? 8.30. Okay. reading and uh, you know I kind of want to some of you missed it so yeah some of you missed the uh, excerpt reading um, isn't much more to say um, yay so somebody else joined yay If you have any questions about what you heard, drop them in the comments. Um, there aren't very many people here, so I'll probably I'll give it 10-15 minutes. I know I said an hour, but if you have no comments, got questions drop them in the comments um, I'll do it five because uh, yeah you and I Kurt, talked earlier uh, we saw each other last night and you've heard this all before so <laughs> yeah 
so maybe the next set of uh, exit greetings I'll do, I'll do the second half of the chapter. You know, want to get people, want to whet their appetite to buy the book. So anyway, there's nobody here alive? Okay, well, I guess that means I'll sign off then. Get, oh, who came? Oh, all right. No problem, Kurt. All right, and uh, Okay, yeah, so uh, I guess this is shorter than I thought it would be. I guess uh, I guess it's time to head out. I mean, the sun's starting to go down on my outdoors, so um, I'm looking forward to another one. All right, you take care, and uh, for everybody else, thanks for joining us, and uh, you have a good evening. Bye.